Hello and good evening and welcome to uh, New Game Plus, a Guam-based video game podcast with uh, three beautiful men and their very expensive audio setups. I'm Tim. Above me directly is Barry Shadow Gaming Hernandez and uh, to my top good. right is Ro Robert Robert Wong. Uh, good evening, guys. Hey. Yo, what's good? What's cracking? What's good, everyone? Uh, thank you. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Oh my gosh, we have like, what, 10? 11 viewers now. <laughs> Whoa, Matt, you're so mean. But you know what? It's 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 okay. It's okay. But yeah, we have a bunch of things to talk tonight. Uh, as you know, like the Nintendo Direct was this morning. So we're going to be talking about those games that uh, that came out and whatever Smash-related news. But um, uh, just some life updates. I've, I've, I have an Oculus now here. Check this out. Bitch wants to show off his Oculus. Yeah, I got an Oculus. Hey, he's Oculus. already got it hung on the wall and stuff too. Yeah, it's on my, uh, it's on my, um, it's on my uh, pegboard. But yeah, I got an Oculus. Yeah. My hey. sister got a, me and my sister got a good deal on a uh, PC Guam Gamers. Some guy was uh, selling it, and we've been really, really playing it. She's been playing Beat Saber. I've tried training mode in Phasm Phasmophobia. Yeah, you're gonna say Phasmophobia again, weren't you? <laughs> he yeah. got it. I, I I played training mode in Phasmophobia, and Jesus, no, never again. I couldn't even. I I don't. I couldn't even survive training mode. It feels too real. It feels way too freaking real. So, I'm gonna so, leave it at that. Um, I want to ask though, like, have you experienced anything in regards to motion sickness or anything like that with VR? Um, like either of you, actually. If he played, if he can play Phasmo and not complain about motion sickness, that means he's not going to get it. Phasmo is like okay. the, the worst for motion sickness. It's fucking terrible. No, I did. Okay, I did play a fan-made Attack on Titan uh, game. Oh, of course VR. that'll give you motion that sickness. Was, Jesus, I saw it. That was that was terrible. The, the controls are so clunky. I could not slice a nape or a joint or a ligament. To save my life. Because you I, need more training, Yeah, man. I need more training. Yeah. You see how hard <laughs> those guys in Attack on Titan work? <laughs> you need to fully balance the 3D gear like in Season 1 when Aaron's like doing the pose. Yes. <laughs> no, it was it was, it was was really, really <laughs> terrible. But then that's pretty much um my gaming life now. Uh, what about you, Barry? What, do you, what have you been up to? I think last episode I talked about playing Escape from Tarkov. And um, still playing Escape from Tarkov, man. Been playing with my employee that I work with at um, at my work, and you know, every at the end of the day, we're like, "All right, man, see you in line," and we just play for like two hours, and it's it's, it's been it's been pretty fun. Just two? I I, well, I, I see it on I actually see it on surprisingly, just surprisingly two or three. It's funny because the game has Bitcoin in it, and the game's price of Bitcoin reflects the real world price of Bitcoin. So since it's been skyrocketing, oh, I've been making money in that game. Wait, is this real it's money so or funny. just like it's just reflective? No, no, no. Of, okay, it's okay. it's reflective of the real world. So you're, you're, uh, you're okay. I was about to be like, this game's really advanced, dealing so, with cryptocurrency and everything. Yeah, no, I've been yeah. playing. I've been playing like a stock market game online. Like, uh, like I have like you mean real stock? Yeah, real stock. Yeah. So based, like you're playing a stock market game or like investing game within a game. Oh yeah, that and actual stocks. You know, you get that S and P five hundred. This is not a stock market podcast. <laughs> yeah, but it's it within a game, Rob. But anyway, <laughs> it's a re it's a game. It's a game. If it, and who, anyone who says the stock market isn't a game right now, it is, is lying oh. to themselves. It's a it's a circus right now. Okay. But how about you, Rob? How's your gaming life so far? 
Okay, so there's this thing that I'm really looking forward to in May. If I haven't, the uh, I think the date is May 14th, but this is supposedly the new remastered Mass Effect, which has one, two, and three combined into one nice little package with like updated textures and everything looks all nice and pretty. And they actually reworked the first game. Um, which by today's standards doesn't look so hot and, you know, just touched up some of the graphics and uh, things look really sweet. Um, and given that Mass Effect is one of the um, biggest sci-fi experiences, oops, sorry, hit the mic there, experiences of the gaming world, it's about darn time that there is a remaster to give the fans something to chew on ever since uh, the last thing that came out was Mass Effect Andromeda. And not a lot of people liked it. They're not HDifying that one, are they? No, I don't think so. They even continue like story uh, downloadable content. Like just to branch off on a small little thing, the story of Andromeda is like the race is going to this new galaxy to try and colonize it. And one of the core features of the downloadable content was going to be like, "Ooh, we have a missing ship from one of the species and you're going to explore it. They saw Mass Effect Andromeda's review scores and like, we're going to table this and just put it in a comic book that you can read later. The yikes. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Big yikes. But that's what I've been looking forward to. It's all the way in May, but other than that, trying to finish old games. <laughs> because, yeah, you have a backlog. We all know you have your we, backlog. Everyone has oh. that. Backlog. You know what? <laughs> no, yeah. okay. for the longest time, Rob and I have been doing um, these kinds of radio shows for a long time. Uh, New Game Plus Season 1 and even GG on uh, KPRG 92.7. And mm. the running joke was that Rob would always, you know, buy all these games on Steam sales and never finish them. But the joke's on me because that's now me. I'm the one that's like, oh, yeah, sales, sales, sales. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to play it later. Hell, yeah. No. My, my entire library is like 10% complete. Like, if you look at all my – if you look at my profile – if you look at my freaking what Barry, what is this? Persona 5. Stop it. Leave me alone. I haven't finished Persona 5. Collecting <laughs> dust yeah. at your house. That game from 2017 is collecting dust inside your and home. I, I even told my brother that I would play Royal when he's done, and he's been done for like months now, and I still haven't picked it up. Mm. But yeah, like I, if you look at my Steam profile, I've only ever really played games for like two hours at most. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's really really bad. It's it, it's. I need I need to finish that. I have a lot of time now. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you definitely do. Okay. I believe in you, man. You can finish it. The backlog will be conquered one day by all of us. All of us. One day when we're old and crippled and we have nothing better to do, right? That'll be, that's what uh, we're doing. I, I don't it's... know about the second part, but I would. <laughs> we're just kind like of the already there. Tag. We're not crippled, Barry. <laughs> I don't know if something if something hurts on your back and it doesn't go away, it's just not going to go away at this point. Oh man! Anyway, but, um, moving on to gaming news. Um, speaking of old and crippled and really crappy, um, Kingdom wow, Hearts what a segue. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is now available for the PC. For the PC, like, every wait, let me let me um uh, make this bigger. The piece, uh, Kingdom Hearts is now available for the like every oh man i'm losing my i'm losing my freaking uh kingdom hearts Great of thought all kingdom hearts games are now available for the pc kingdom so hearts 1 when was the kingdom release hearts, date kingdom hearts 1 is 2001 i remember that because it was um 
Oh, they all come out on March 31st. Oh, are you talking ah, about the so original? not out yet. It's not out, but every yeah. single no, Martin, yes. like one, two point five. It has what like Chain of Memories, all those uh, the the okay, remake so of the GBA. The HD the HD remasters have a very confusing moniker because the first one is HD one point five plus two point five remix, and that one has it, Kingdom Hearts HD Final Mix. It has Chain of Memories HD, the PS2 version. It has, I believe, 352 by 8 Days and Birth by Sleep. 2.8 has, like, recoded, um, you know, it has all of them. It, you know, there's, like, there's like eight Kingdom Hearts games, and they are all ass. Quote me on that. Clip it. I hate it. It sucks. And oh, then finally, Kingdom Hearts 3 with its DLC. And then Melody of Memory, which is, I believe, the rhythm game. But the thing is... All of them except the first uh, 1.5 and 2.5 are full price $60. Oh, God. Wait. Oh, yeah. my, oh man. Okay, so I was under the impression this was all like a bundle pack. Like a one box set for $60. No. Bucks. Oh, oh no, man. Who the hell would... Oh, my God. Oh, I know some people who would. Oh, people are going to... Yeah, people are going to mod this game, and I don't want to say what they're going to do to it, but it's going to be... You're going to see some stuff on Game Banana. It's going to be funny. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Man, Jesus! Looking forward to it. You know, I sometimes wonder though, because uh, I feel as though that we all outgrew Kingdom Hearts. But if we were at the age when we first started playing Kingdom Hearts and had access one, two, and three, would we enjoy everything from beginning to end, or is there like a break somewhere where in three yes. it's like I can't do this anymore? I me will... and Tim, yeah, me and Tim have this thing where we were trying to play three, and we realized. The childlike wonder has been gone for like five years for this series. So like we tried playing it and we're like, damn, this game is ass. Okay. <laughs> Why are we playing it? When did, you guys left Neverland, man. You guys grew up. No, when when Kingdom Hearts 1 came out, it was 2001. Dude, how long ago was that? Uh, 19 years ago. I'm 32. Like, no, 20 was, years ago. Oh, 20 years Remember, ago. It's I was 2021. 12 years old. Holy crap. I was 12 yeah. years old Um, when... Okay. To answer your question, Rob, yes, I would have loved it because back then I was an emo little piece of crap that thought this was the deepest shit ever. Like I was wanted, a, this guy I, was a. I wanted to wear those dumbass trench coats. I wanted to be an organiz organization <laughs> uh, sixty nine thirteen thirteen. I wanted to be. I wa I spiked my hair up. That I dyed my hair. I didn't dye it. I, dude, I glued you, my hair. It up sounds for like that shit, dude. It sounds like this held a forgive the pun a very key place in your heart for a long time. I wanted Sora and shoes. No, <laughs> man. I wanted the Sora bling. That's what I wanted. It, yeah, the Sora it says shoes something good, about. Man. It says something about the game if Matt didn't even play it. Yeah, it's. Keep, but oh, it's still. Yeah. I mean, okay. It, it's it's appreciate... interesting. I appreciate it for what it brought to the table. Um, you know, had Yutada Hikaru singing simple and clean and the music for it was fantastic. It presented a different idea at the time and maybe paved the way for games of the genre down the road. But I agree with you guys that I can't come back to that magical place and play the most recent one and be like, this is the best thing ever. No, it, I definitely agree. Yeah, I think it's it though. It did popularize crossovers of different genres or rather different IPs that that was like not a really a thing back then. Like Marvel vs. Capcom did maybe, but like Kingdom Hearts and Disney, like Square and Disney was like a freaking new thing. That like the main thing. Yeah, the main the draw. World, dude. 
Yeah. And it's per chance. It was per chance. And I think the main draw of Kingdom Hearts back then was literally the voice actors. I think we mentioned this in previous episodes of just having like the t- the quintessential early 2000s, uh, like Seventh Heaven and like David Dawson's Gallagher, Creek. Um, yeah. Rachel Lee Cook as uh, Tifa. Um, yeah. Who else? Uh, Haley Joe Osmond, who was super Sora, popular yeah. at the time. Yeah. we And he's still the voice actor for Sora, even in the third one. I don't know how a 34-year-old person can do that, but, you know. <laughs> It, we're, it's, we're, we're I mean, I'm, there, I'm, it's Barry. good. We're it's good there. that it's good that remasters happen because I believe the transition to the next topic is really the Nintendo Direct having a bunch of HD uh, remasters being released for it. Some oh of them from goodness. Nintendo, some of them from uh, uh, Tecmo, some of them from Square. So it's pretty interesting to see those. Uh, but we can start on more or less. The uh, Nintendo Direct. We'll just go straight into it. We'll do. We'll go do the other stuff later because it was. It happened today. It happened yeah, at eight a.m. Eight fresh, o'clock fresh, this fresh. morning. Yes. Yeah. Very fresh. Okay. So the main focus of the Direct, if I were, I didn't. If I recall correctly, I didn't even watch. I watched it. <laughs> you watch it. I watched a little bit of it. I watched a uh, Twitter. I watched it while at work, but, but anyway, you know, multitasking was a uh, Smash Ultimate and its new brand spanking new uh, swordsman characters that we don't care about, and. Going beyond that, um, yes, the the remasters of some games. Like, I saw Skyward Sword, and I I I don't know I, I don't know about you guys, but I actually really like Skyward Sword. Did you guys play it? No, I did not. I it was one of the Zelda games that uh, has escaped my hands for the longest time. I would love to have the opportunity to pick it up again and here's an well, opportunity you do now, in hd in h it's not even HD. yeah we all dude. switches it's not even hd <laughs> it looks exactly the same it looks it looks like they just it's the took, laziest it just, port dude it, it is it looks like a dolphin it looks like a dolphin emulator and just upscaling it there's like i don't i don't feel like there's an hd quality to it compared to like wind waker hd which was very high quality they completely oh, changed yes. the way the game looked but this one just looks like an upscaled version of Skyward Sword, and they just turned on anti-aliasing. You know, no, I felt they, like there yeah. was no difference. No, and then I guess the only di- the only main difference is that they're removing motion controls, and that was actually one of the biggest issues in the original. Oh, they're not they're not removing it or giving. They're you the adapting option. it to the Joy-Con. They're giving the option. No, no, they're giving but you it, the, the thing is, it's not. It. Yeah, they're not. Tradi- it's not traditional though. It's it's not like press A to swipe. It's using the right Joy-Con to swipe in a certain direction because the whole system for Skyward Sword is that you have to use your sword swipes with the motion control to like um, avoid a shield. Like people are shielding upward, you just slash downward. Yeah. You know? So they, yeah. So there's no A, press A to, to swipe. It's more or less kind of still the same motion control, but just mapped to the Joy-Con, like the Joy-Con joystick. So it was good luck frust- uh, getting it a drift It was the most frustrating thing ever. Like, uh... yeah. Well, I look forward to it. As someone who hasn't played, like, you know, who hasn't dealt with the frustrations of the original, time to see what this new Switch one will bring to the table. No, when, when, if it brings anything new When to the, the original table. came out, I was so pissed off that I had to get, I had to get a Wii Motion Plus to play this game. I think... Yeah, you did. I remember you, did you complaining about this all yeah. those years ago. No, you know what I was complaining about? I missed getting the golden the golden Wii Motion Plus because oh, I, was, yeah, that's kind I of was too busy trying to get... I was, trying to, I was too busy trying to get into Elodie's pants at the time. Because I remember that. Like, she came... That's a story all in itself, my friend. No, 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 seriously. I was like, oh, yeah, dude, sup, man? Sup, Elodie? This is before she got really big, and I was just like, yeah, dude, if you want a uh, hot-ass melee player, I'm, I'm the guy for you. 
And then I, I miss- wait, wait. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know too much about the cosplay world. When you mean big, you mean famous, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's super. Yeah, this no, is when she okay. we brought her to recon. Barry, yeah, yeah, I remember. Very, Barry was very, so uh, smart. Barry, you smart ass. Mo- you he got Elodia right right at the cusp of her. Uh, of her yeah, uh, she literally yeah. blew up her right after she let go. <laughs> so funny. Nice. Because so, she went to Comic Con immediately after. But yeah, I don't know. That's why. That's why I remember Skyward Sword so fondly. Because oh no, because yeah, like no, because I freaking missed out on the golden Joy-Con because I was too busy with Elodia, and then that didn't that didn't work out either. Yeah, speaking of things that don't work out, these HD remasters lately have been kind of lazy, and it's, it's there's always been a, the stigma of an HD remaster just being like a cash grab for um really not doing much like most of these HD remasters aren't actually made by the developer except maybe some of Nintendo's own. And this feels like one of those lazy ones. It's kind of it's kind of unfortunate. I mean, you know, it's still Skyward Sword, right? And mm-hmm. it's it's still a Zelda game, but it just feels like compared to Wind Waker HD, it just doesn't feel like a, a Nintendo brand remaster. No, it doesn't. But well, yeah. it's yeah. it's a uh, well, okay, okay, because I was watching the direct at the time this happened. So first, you know, a presenter comes up and says, "Ah, many of you are very excited for Breath of the Wild 2. Unfortunately, we don't have anything to show you right now. But here's but this, here's... <laughs> and it just shows us. Uh, so combined with what you're saying um, regarding your reactions to what you saw with this trailer, it just sounds to me like a very professional. I'm not done with my homework." But here's something to distract you from the fact that I didn't finish my homework just yet. We'll get back to you on this later. And then the teacher at the back's like, okay, fine, you get a C. No, but I really, if you guys are into the Zelda lore, I highly recommend Skyward Sword because. Yeah, it's the first in the timeline, if I recall. It's the very first in the timeline. You will see the origins of everything. Lamal Zelda timeline. <laughs> I am excited, despite everything I've heard thus far from uh, your guys' concerns. I still want to play it. So gameplay yeah. gameplay was questionable, but I still I still enjoyed it. It was a very like, mm. it it was really you know you know why you know why I enjoyed this this game because I I I remember buying it after hanging out with Elodia, and then the the night before I did not want to finish it i did not or sorry i did not want to start on it until i finish twilight princess so this was my first ever like in in the longest like the longest time ever it was the first time i like did like a marathon of just i i finish twilight princess in 13 hours straight and then i went into uh skyward sword knowing how you play games now that's actually an accomplishment no it is (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, I I was up. I did not want to stop. But yeah, anyway, that's Skyward Sword. Yeah. Um, what other uh, remasters did they talk about? Uh, there was Ninja Gaiden HD Collection. So it's just one through three. And honestly, Ninja Gaiden has been kind of done to death. And honestly, it shows its age when it comes to like quality of life of the hack and slash genre. So it's cool to have, but it's just like I'm surprised they would put that on the direct. But then again, this direct wasn't necessarily anything huge outside of like the smash reveal so having these other games like that's fine you know no more heroes 3 that's cool it's un it's unrated so you don't know if it's rated m yet for that game because no more heroes has always been an m-rated game but i don't know for this one but my game saga frontier coming out 
It's oh my god, Saga Frontier Remastered has been announced. Of course, it's already been announced prior, but seeing the trailer footage again and basically showing, um, let me bring it up on the Nintendo Direct. Do I have it? Uh, I don't have it. Anyway, the newest part, like the thing about Saga Frontier, when you played it uh, as a kid back in like I don't know when it came out. It was in the PS One era, so it was when I was in middle school. The game was actually crap. It was like trash. It was like an actual trashy RPG made by Square. And my brother would play all the good games. Like, he'll play Xenogears. He played Final Fantasy VII, eight, and nine. And I got stuck with the other Square games, which is Soccer Frontier, uh, Threads of Fate, Einhander, Tobal Number One, Fight It, which is a fighting game. Anyway, um, it was unfinished. I, uh, like, you finished all the scenarios, and you realized, hmm, none of the game, like, none of the none of the characters linked together in any meaningful way that actually tied the story together in a in a in a cohesive uh plot right everyone had their own separate story some people kind of crossed over and that's it but the remaster is actually adding the unfinished cut part of the story for one character that actually blends all of these together and also including a new scenario that was also cut like all of these things were cut from the original game and it's this is the kind of remaster you kind of want to see is in not only HD graphics, but also improving on the original in a way that, like, all these games before had, you know, their own budgets. Zeno, imagine, imagine Xenogears HD, but they actually finished the plot. Could you imagine that? Yeah, That's how I feel with no, Saga we, Tim and I can. There's a couple of really, like, uh, dedicated oh, man, people man, diving man. into a podcast about it. And they get heavy in the detail about the things that they would like to... Uh, they basically done the job for us. Imagining for us, Barry, what the remaster would look like. I literally the remaster that will never be. Hearing you say that. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's exactly how it feels. That's how I felt when I heard Saga Frontier. So, like, having that being completed, that is the quintessential... That's going to be the Dang. quintessential version of, of Saga Frontier. Just how, like, uh, Chrono Trigger DS, controversial take, is the quintessential version of Chrono Trigger for um that version of the game so that's cool i love it speaking of square Mm -hmm. uh rob can bring up the sick oh my god it's so it looks so good can you just play the trailer oh my god so yes so the thing's not even really named yet this is just called project triangle fantasy and anyone who is a fan of octopath traveler how do i obs this again one two three magic ah and here we go. So there's no sound, but please enjoy this trailer. An all new title from Square Enix. Oh, and uh, to each their own conviction. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to read all of it. Those who value virtuous men, <laughs> those who respect the liberty of all. Those who pursue oh, pragmatic anything? utility. <laughs> I'm listening to you guys. I- so it's I find I like I saw the trailer now because I was watching it prior to the show. And it mm-hmm. seems like they're. I'm glad that they're reusing the the Octopath engine. It's an Unreal Engine with sprite-based graphics and 3D backgrounds, and just basically saving themselves so much goddamn time to just make a new game with that same engine. Because they have Octopath, they have Octopath for the mobile, and then I think there's a second one coming out. And then they're finally putting out a strategy game, and it's yeah, not yeah, a final. Yeah. And it's that not looks final so game. sick. That looks so yeah, it's sick. It's beautiful. This is tactic and like tactics esque. But it's not only tactic, uh, like they bring new things to the table to the tactics, the tactics, uh, like genre, because there's environmental um, elements in in the map. So like every every experience can be different 
you know, you just don't have the the strat. There's not a perfect strat in that strategy game. What if like the players move onto grass, right? Set fire to the grass, make put an ice spell on it to make water and throw lightning at it to do more damage in an area of effect. That's sick. That's like a, such a and it's like you know how like um, Breath of the Wild has rules, right? Yeah. Those rules define the open world. So I feel like they're going to be using that rule set, like a rule set and laws in that game's like strategy to like create different scenarios and cool like um, cool battle like battle tactics that you're going to have to deal with, especially with bosses. I feel like this is going to be a really cool strategy game and like revive the genre. I have high hopes, man. It's uh it's gorgeous and i think that this is supposed to be like the new bar or standard for 2d 3d hybrids of these types that really call upon the retro feel but just in a modern take mm-hmm. yeah i agree octopath is like the perfect modern rpg it's like you can it you can choose to grind but you don't have to but if you really want to, you totally could, but you don't have to. I feel like that's the choice that needs to be made in a modern RPG. You don't have to do it, but it'll help you get like cooler things, but you don't have to. No, you... The choice is there. It feels good, though. I mean, okay, full disclosure, I bought the Octopath Traveler for PC despite having a Nintendo Switch. Um, I've lent the Switch to somebody, and I've been itching to play Octopath again. I'm like, okay, this is a nice legal way to play it, and my god, is it beautiful on PC. Yeah, it's... The Unreal Engine is such a great engine for... Like, seeing 2D sprite... 3D world with, like, shaders and, like, depth of field, it just... It, it, it has the air of retro without being retro, you know? Just the pixels, are the, the pixel art is literally the only thing that makes it feel retro. Mm-hmm. Even cool. the UI doesn't really harken back to those times. It's so mm-hmm. clean and fresh. Now, do you guys yeah. remember that we all got Switches because of Octopath Traveler? Oh, yeah. That's right. Did you finish <laughs> the game? I Two hours. I played two yeah, hours. Two hours. I, mean, two I hours actually of finished it. I'm just saying. Yeah, Barry was the one who carried the torch to the end there. That game is lit. You, you but are... on the other side of the coin, there's that game, and then there's Bravely Default 2 actually coming out next week, I believe. Next Friday, to be specific, yeah. 26th. Are you guys getting it? <laughs> no. Nope. Okay. Well, well, I mean, yeah, really, <laughs> just to let those who are in here who are like Bravely Default fans are like, why the hell not? Well, it's because I didn't play the first one. That's oh, the, really? That's the easiest way to put it. Yeah. Um, never had the opportunity and just never had the time for it. But my God, wait, the soundtrack is beautiful. <laughs> hey, don't don't call me out. With the, that's wait, 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 what, what, what was the original Bravely, bra- 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 Bravely Default for? What was it for? Uh, DS? The DS? The 3DS. 3DS. Yes, for the, the 3DS. 3DS. So it's... Bravely Default has some of the... Uh, it had the sickest story. You got to play it. If you have time. Okay. If you do not have time... Okay, you know how uh, you know how I like Nears for the story, right? Yes, I like and I Oct- played it, and I, I I agree with your hype. It. It's it's delicious in all the I right like ways. Bravely default for the exact same reason and the exact same oh. feeling. So you can imagine. Okay. And okay. yeah, so Bravely Default Two is just basically a continuation. It doesn't even have the same characters. Some of them are in there, but they're not necessarily part of the protagonist's group. And just seeing it finally come to fruition because i believe it was announced like four years ago or something i definitely remember because sora sora played it and she was like hyped over it and then that was like a long time ago yeah but hopefully hopefully it's good finally it's coming out like that's spo- that was actually supposed to be a final fantasy title 
and they just didn't feel comfortable putting the Final Fantasy tag on it, despite being more Final Fantasy than any Final Fantasy that came out during that time. That was Xenogears, so dude. Xenogears was yep, supposed to be exactly. the story for eight, but then they were like, "Oh uh, no, yeah, no, yeah." That was the uh, because they after, didn't want to take that risk. Yeah, that after the success of seven, um, they presented Xenogears like, "Oh, this 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 could be Final Fantasy eight," and they were like, "This is." A little too sensitive, you know. We don't want to talk about uh, Christianity oh, in our yeah. RPGs. So, Dang, uh, in another dimension, it would have yeah. happened. Yeah. So they they scrapped the idea. They got Final Fantasy VIII, and of course, you know, you went from like a uh, killing god to a uh, love story, right? So, like, okay, it's a, it's a good love story. U.S. Like audiences it. will love you. And I mean, like, wait, you know, back to <laughs> who didn't like the the, the space scene. When they're like losing air and they bring their helmets close to each other, that okay. was romantic. You know what I did, Rob? I would like I would purposely slow down the text or like just press like X every once in a while just mm-hmm. so I could listen to the music while that was happening, immerse myself in the love. Aww. But man, you know, speaking dedication. Of this, I know we were talking about grinding the uh, grinding in love, right? Um, hey. I have to ask, what kind <laughs> of uh, what kind of uh, RPG players are you guys? Were you the ones that would grind, like? would spend time grinding just to make things easier or did you YOLO it and were just like all strat? Absolutely um, did not grind if I could not, if I didn't need to. Hmm. You have to think about Speed this Speed for me. So no, no, no. It's like I'm trying to... Uh, it was a very... It was not the way you're supposed to play the game. Uh, the story was what mattered the most to me. So battles and everything gameplay became like backseat slash nuisance. I know that kind of sounds a little sacrilegious, but I paid for it. And I paid for it by not being able to complete the games because bosses and obstacles became too hard because I pushed too fast without taking the time to grow with the game and grow with the characters. So I remember for Final Fantasy IX, I reached Necron at level 50 um, and had none of the resistances that you were supposed to build by equipping items and all this other good stuff, so I was very unprepared for the final boss and couldn't beat it. Couldn't understand why at the time. Oh, man. No, like, b- back then I was the grinder because I didn't... Mm. Hey, I, um, I didn't like battles being tough, so I would do the whole, uh... I would do the whole, um... You know, that, that uh, South Park episode where the, the Make a Love Not Warcraft were in the forest killing the boars. Ah, best episode, yes. Where, like, I would take all that time. I mean, I had all the time in the world, right? Like, back then, we didn't have as many games as we did now. We had that one game that our parents bought it, bought for us uh, during our birthdays or Christmas. And we, 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 we played the shit out of those games. So I would just, like, okay, I'm just going to grind. And now, like, oh, Ultimisha, Adia? Get get the fuck out of here! I'm like so I'm so OP, I'm so you had the Lionheart like way before. Yeah, <laughs> you I'm had the so Lionheart freaking to... overpowered now because I, I I spent all this time in the freaking forest killing boars. But now that I'm older, okay, maybe a couple <laughs> of years ago when I was still playing games, I realized that I think it's a lot more fun when you have to actually strategize. When yeah, like when I would... you are the same level as uh, the things you are fighting. I mean, I know I'm, I'm, the, I'm using FF8 as an example, which is a, which is a bad example because the monster scale. You don't need it. to grind. Yeah, yeah, you didn't need to grind. But then, like, when, so yeah, it, good. No, like I'm the like when you say like you want to make it easier, like I'm on the other side of the coin where I try to go as fast as possible, but I always use whatever's available to me. I'm the guy who uses the elixir when I only have two left. Mm. Dang, I would use it because the hoarder. It's, <laughs> 
it's there. I'm gonna use it. <laughs> I have all my freaking I, items at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, I never have 99. I always use items. I always use items because it's like the the thing the meta. Oh my god, I'm not gonna get into this. But like using items, it was essentially the 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 crutch to actually survive a lot. Like for for example, Final Fantasy. Um, actually, Final Fantasy VIII would be a good example because you can actually cheese the hell out of that game by using uh items like card or like um card modding i know yeah you yeah 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 so you can get items for that and create draw so you don't even need to grind you don't need to do anything you don't even need to draw you just get cards you play triple triad for like an hour and then you have like everything you need so yeah i'm just <laughs> always i'm always in a bad i'm always trying to be like i'm in the net negative when i'm playing but i'm getting through the story and that it's funny because when you t when we talked about persona 5 I play easy mode. Why? Why play hard? I want to get. There's no the... shame in that. Wait, There's no yeah, shame exactly. in that whatsoever. I prefer mm -hmm. friend finishing the game on their terms because they're finishing and can still experience the same story. Wait, so than, is it know, the same oh, story? Is there no like? Uh, is there? There's a... no okay, so royal. Is uh royal is pretty much your director's cut or just like this is how the game is meant to be because we have all this added cool stuff. And Persona's been doing this for a while now. I think since 3, uh, where they would release the base game, and then a year or so afterwards, like, a not a remaster, but here's one with, like, extra content that you can do throughout the entire school year um, that just makes for a more fulfilling, rich experience, which almost negates the previous game before it. I think he means, like, the does easy mode affect the story? And it does not. Oh, I'm terribly yeah. sorry. I went on a tangent. No, for no, no, no. no. That's a, that's, that. that was a really good point, though. Like, yeah. uh, like thank you for that uh, insight, Rob. But yeah, like, yeah, just don't play Persona Five. <laughs> no, because, because I was thinking like Valkyrie Profile. You, if you want the true ending to Valkyrie Profile, you need to play it in hard mode. So that's why I, like, I think uh, it's, yeah, it's because games back then just didn't have the thought process of like gamers don't have time because you know we grew up with these games, right? And the games grew up with us. So like developers realized that there needs to be a sort of not it's not accessibility issues really it's just like if you choose to do this there shouldn't be a detriment right if you want to play difficult you should you can play difficult but it shouldn't be the unlocking for extra content just because you don't have time to play the game you yeah, know like our in that in that our way attention spans nowadays are short enough as it is yeah right like you, but you, you know yeah you don't it's, want me to it's drop just it, so yeah. funny yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is they they don't want to be like, oh, you know, I'm stuck on this boss. I don't want to grind. I'm just gonna take a break and they never finish it. Right? That mm -hmm. happens. That happens with a lot of games. Oh, yeah, so just having no that DLC. easy mode is good. No DLC back then. Yeah, definitely. Things had to. Be yeah, there was. Yeah. Oh man, no. Yeah, we talked we talked about this in episode one about how like uh, games nowadays are kind of late. I don't want to say lazy, but developers are. There's a sense of like they don't feel like they need to complete the game sometimes because they yeah. can always patch watch it, it on YouTube. Yeah. And you can watch it on YouTube. There's always the fear of like, I mean, you know, once you buy the game, it's like the developer already made money, but like not completing it is kind of like a pride thing. And being able, like being able to just watch it on YouTube is just, just as satisfying for a lot of people as compared to like playing the game out. Like people who watch the anime and are too impatient and read the manga. Yeah, 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 it's and the like, same concept, I think. I don't. I I always liked watching. Um, because uh, back when I was a kid, I would go to my friend's house and we would I would watch him play uh, Valkyrie Profile, uh, Lunar Silver Star Story Complete, 
And it was just fun, just like, you know, cheering him on. I wasn't at the control, but then I was just like, hell yeah, no, do that, do that. Guts, guts, guts. Don't like, use this item, blah, 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 blah. And I think that just evolved into, like, that's why I'm so in tune with Twitch and, like, uh, live streaming or, like, watching people play video games, because that's what I used to do back then. Because it's fun. It's fun when you're playing, uh, when you're not playing, you're, you're watching, but you're part of the experience, right? Yeah. I can agree with that, yeah. But yeah, um... That was kind of a tangent because we were just talked about yeah. freaking RPGs. For I know, I know. I just, I just. I oh just yeah, we uh, we branched I, away from Nintendo Direct. Is no, there anything I, else on the Direct that you guys wanted to like call to attention to? I mean, there's I mean, Splatoon three, which is coming out in a couple of years. So it's that's so funny because they're talking about DLC and like DLC is a completely new game, and I feel like Splatoon. I've never played Splatoon, but seeing them release a game every two or so years feels like they're creating a new game when they could be creating a huge dlc patch because you have to pay another 50 bucks or something i, I mean i don't know i'm not well versed in the splatoon community i know curried hands uh is is all about that life but having them release it every two years seems like overwatch one and overwatch two kind of thing you know it's like the same game but they could have just added stuff to the original one instead of just making a new overwatch like new splatoon but yeah. that's just that's just my opinion. I don't I don't I've never played it. But Splatoon three, I mean, you know that's cool. I've never played it, but it's cool to have. It's, it's, I, it's, I've it's never played it either. Um, my gauge on it is that it's got to be making money if Nintendo's pumping out more sequels. Like it's got to oh, yeah. be, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it has a strong place in the hearts of fans. Call of Duty uh, but release Splatoon schedule. Culture, yeah, it oh. does have a Call of Duty release schedule. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty always releases the, like one and a half to two years. Because the same know, as sports war- games. Most sports games are yearly. No, they're about? yearly. Yearly, yeah. Yeah. And it's it must be making money because Splatoon is an online multiplayer game and Nintendo now has a online subscription. So I guess they would want to push it mm-hmm. and try to get more people to play online. Uh, but yeah, the, the Direct was pretty good. I mean, I didn't expect it. I never really keep track of Nintendo Direct, but having the HD collections being, um, or Saga Frontier being out, Skyward Sword HD... And I mean, you know, they have like this. Oh, and Monster Hunter Rise, like that game looks amazing for a Switch game, dude. Like, oh yeah, dude, it looks nice. It looks yeah. really nice. And and I feel like the Monster Hunter World, um, like it was honestly Monster Hunter World was an experiment at best. Like it was really an experiment to gauge how can we make a Monster Hunter fun for the Western audience. And they figured it out, and then they just put all of that con- all of those concepts into Rise. Like the the pyreflies, the I think there's no is there is it open world similar to World Rob? I'm not too sure about Rise. Um, I don't really know too much about it. Um, other than the pretty trailers I saw, mm-hmm. uh, and that you get a dogo that you can customize. That's all <laughs> I know, and that's all I need. Now, I remember you guys complaining about Monster Hunter, and it's a. Uh... It's insane. Require- no, and it's, it's it's insane requirements on your machines. Oh, back then, before Barry and I upgraded our PCs, um, our PCs would um, well, that not game would really struggle too hard. Oh, oh yes, it would. It would. Okay, it would I'm chug. remembering it things would... wrong. Yeah, because oh, yeah. we were using forty. You, you had an i five forty six ninety, and I had a forty seven seventy. I had an and I5. that game. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, that game chugged, dude. That game chugged back then, but now it's like it. It's still kind of not that good to play. <laughs> I, st- I only get like 80 frames and I'm like, bro, I have a 2080. What the hell's going on? Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> yeah. One day, one day, one day. Oh, Witcher, yeah, I mean, Witcher it's, 3. It's... Yeah, Witcher 3 Blood and Wine was oh. the best game DLC. That's a. I, I Absolutely. Have 
Yes, uh, wholeheartedly agree because those Witcher, uh, those aren't even DLC. Those are Witcher yeah. expansion packs. Yeah. Um, they added like, holy moly, like, buku content. Like, really Heart of Stone. Good Heart of stuff. Stone is really good too. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's basically a full game. It's a full mm-hmm. game. Like, it's another 20 hours of like content. Oh, like, you like, can't say that for a lot of DLC. I'm agreeing. It's in my Steam library, guys. Yeah, I know. I all bought it together. Tim, I believe that one day you're going to dive four, into the adventures of Geralt hours. of Rivia. Ah, uh, four hours. See, that's, that's I played four hours. I beat the shit out of that game. Hours. That game is freaking fun. I, I'm oh. so glad I played it. It's so fun. I am thankful that you played it too, Barry. Okay. You have my eternal no, gratitude you know what? Okay. that. Thank you for finishing it. I, Man, I turned into what I always hated. I turned into a PC Guam gamer where... I was, I was playing Witcher, and yeah, I, you just gonna call them out like that? Yeah, whatever. Like <laughs> I freaking the I I wasn't enjoying Witcher because I was just like I could hear my fans. I could why well, I I want to play. The, I spent so much money on my computer. I want to play this in max settings, but at the same time, why the freaking hey is my computer so loud it's so hot i was just like playing man like, your steel's Arctis seven series headset doesn't filter out fan noise. No, it no, doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's not noise. Oh, I, no, that's how loud the fans were. It's okay. It's it's ah dang. Man. No, that game is very demanding even today. Like it's, yeah, it's 2015 a, it, release. It's still it still uh, requires a lot. Six no. years later. So all I cared about, well, well, I wasn't care. I didn't care about my HP or my uh, MP or whatever. I just cared about my about my CPU and GPU temps. Your RPMs. Time. Yeah, that's what I was caring <laughs> about. That's what. I never admitted that, but that's why I stopped playing uh, Witcher. I did not uh, like that, that kills my computer. Me bad. <laughs> I did not like that my computer was overheating. No, that's that's one of the few man. games where I was like, I only cared about sixty frames. That's it. I was like, oh, you know what? I can I can go max as high as possible. I have a two hundred forty hertz monitor. I can stick to sixty, maybe forty five. I'll be okay because I want to. Like you said, Rob, there's a certain threshold of games that don't necessarily need high frame rate. And it's all about the immersion of the graphics and the environments. And that's one of those games. That game and Cyberpunk are probably the only ones where I'm like, eh, 45 is fine. Oh, you know? speaking of uh, Cyberpunk, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. They got, they got butt wrecked, dude. Like the past two like past two months. Of course, they got sued by, by the Polish government. And um, no, they also just recently got hacked. Oh, that's that uh, terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they released, like, the hackers released uh, an unfinished Witcher beta and some other unfinished game that CD Projekt Red had in their in their, in their their uh, vault. And oh, that, that was, like, their threat. Yeah, and I'm, like, kind of, like, you know, where, where's that, where's that Twitch, where's that Witcher beta? Can you, uh, where, where's, <laughs> yeah, that, I see where's that the Mega stuff. NZ I mean... link? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I There is a, a morbid curiosity to wanting to know exactly what the leak's contents were. I give, uh, I guess CD Projekt Red props for not giving in to the hackers' demands, but having your, you know, your your company's property just all over the place now for people to like dissect and pick apart. Uh, dang. I don't know. That sucks. The, I don't know what's gonna happen to them, but I really hope that the Game of the Year edition. Boy, it's not even gonna be Game of the Year, is it? <laughs> Do you think Cyberpunk well, is going to be game? No, but yeah, what would they call the the Cyberpunk? I guess it would the definitive be definitive experience. That's yeah. usually what they the call it. Yeah, yeah that, 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 definitive that edition. Yeah, they already released like a Gwent a Gwent <laughs> game. They released the 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 beta of Witcher Three. 
they released some cyberpunk content uh, some other stuff it's it's wild and i feel bad for them it's like 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 our like our doc says when it rains it pours it's wild yeah it's so unfortunate for them yeah i mean they're gonna recover i hope they do i hope they bounce back from this and i'm actually kind of sad that i wasn't able to buy stock it, it was it was a very convoluted way of buying a CD Projekt Red stock while they uh, while their stock was low, but anyway. Oh yeah, no, oh yeah, you could you were able to buy um, non-American stock, right? Yeah, yeah. I should have done that too. Gaming, gaming, <laughs> gaming. I should have bought a I should have bought Blizzard stock uh, during the the phone uh, the phone speech. Yeah, this Blizzard. is all you guys for the next topic though, because I've never played Dota. Okay, Dota. Okay, oh my God, so. I can't believe it. I thought I thought it was a troll. I saw a tweet. Dota, Dota's coming out with an anime, guys. It's a, a freaking anime about Knight Davian, and Rob, Knight Davian is actually one of the easiest heroes to play. Uh, like he's actually when you when you boot up Dota, the one that turns into a dragon. Yeah, right? his ultimate is uh, turns okay. into a dragon. No, and then like it just I I can't believe we're at this the stage. It's 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 an anime, and it looks good. It looks really good, and I can't wait till it comes out. It's, it's, man, I don't even. Where have... is it going to? Uh, I guess Netflix. be released. Is it... Net... It's oh, a Netflix man. anime. Like if you if wow. you watch the trailers, it gives me kind of um, Castlevania, uh, Blood of Zeus vibes. Oh shoot! The yeah. same studio? I don't know if it's the same studio, but it just it just it, it, it reminds. I'll me check of it out because yeah. when you link the trailer this morning, I haven't taken the time today to really look at it. So bringing it up now, I'm just. Dude, more someone, someone bring it up it. right now. Some, and then we'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll just show it. We'll just, we'll just yeah, show it. Got sure, I, I, I'm down for this. No, but yeah, it, it's such a staple hero. He's basically a knight that can turn into a dragon at the end. Oh, yeah. Um, giant friends. There's knight. I can Davian. see what you mean by the, uh, the Castlevania, um, animation vibes. At least the lighting, anyway. I don't know if it's the same studio. It's I'll have not to the look. same studio. Uh, on mm. closer inspection, yeah, it's not the same studio. But look at him! Look at him! With Valve. Valve. Oh, he's gonna fight a dragon. I don't know. Probably an origin story of how he can turn into a dragon. Probably drinks the dragon's blood. I actually never read the uh, Dota lore for him, because you know when you hover over uh, a particular hero, you can uh, see what they March twenty fifth. What they uh, basically a backstory. Funnily enough, it's like <laughs> my favorite hero, Bristleback. He's just uh, his story is that he's uh, he hangs around pubs and gets drunk all drunk all day. And at, uh, that sounds actually like, pretty fun. And at the other end of the coin, you have Enigma, who's like the he's the void. He's a black hole. <laughs> Broodmother, you want a Broodmother anime, uh, Jared? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't have much to say about that. I can't wait for the Dota anime to, Dota anime to come out. And I think yeah, that's trying uh, to yeah. A little m- more than a month away, not bad. Yeah, I wonder. I think Valve yeah. is trying to get that. Like he, they're trying to get that. Basically, trying to fall in line with how Riot essentially made League a media empire. Like they only, not only they have the game, they have a mobile game. They have KDA, the K-pop group. They're like trying to branch out to different sort of mediums, and having them finally do it because like. like I mean, the international is one of the largest freaking tournaments, right? But they need more content to get newer players involved. No, yeah, no, exactly. You know? That's one of the biggest uh, issues with Dota right now. It's just uh, bringing in new people. Like the only people that play Dota are people who have play been Dota. playing Dota. 
It's like, and it's, that's it, tough. It's so difficult to actually get people into it. It's not. Yeah. It's it's it's. I mean, at the same it's, vein, it's same vein. Like, it's hard to get into league, but league's mechanics are easier to get into than Dota. I mean, I'm not. Not I'm only not, that, yeah. there's more resources. There's more resources for people to be interested in the content. Yeah. Because like. The only and the, the problem with like games like Dota and the game like StarCraft 2 even even older games right I'm gonna go to fighting games for a ex- great great example is that the only people who are still playing these games are people who are freaking good at it like really good at it so having a newcomer try to get into the game they're gonna get bopped and not be and, and lose interest no, yeah, right they because, have all these things like ranked play but of course you can never really solve the problem that is a Smurf like yeah. people like really good people who like like. They climb to the to whatever plateau they are at, and they're not winning anymore. So they start to like just go down into I'm the stomped. lower leagues and just stomp because it makes them feel better. Yeah, exactly. And that just Ooh, that, that, that just deters all newer players. Like you don't want. I mean, I, I love playing games. I I love learning. I you know I don't mind losing, but when I just lose every single time I log on and get pissed off, I'm gonna play some other game, dude. I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 fuck, fuck this. I'm just gonna go play like uh, play melee. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I get bought that now. Melee is actually too, a t- melee is actually a terrible you play example. Play Witcher too. Three. Yeah, and then get, get like the single you go, the single player experiences. You know what I mean? They're they're really fun to have, uh, especially oh, when you're just trying to unwind. I like how I mentioned melee, and melee is actually a terrible example <laughs> no, too, because anyone who's it's, st- <laughs> it's literally equivalent of like it's Dota the same and, yeah. thing, like. <laughs> Yeah, the only people playing Melee are... Well, I know that there are still some... You, at least, Tim, sometimes tell us about how some people would be new to the scene and pick things up, but it's not like a a super... Oh. Not, there's not a line out the gate. It's just few and far between, right? Mm-hmm. There's only two types of Melee players on Guam. They're the old people and the kids who who don't know how to fall in love yet, but know how to wave shine. You know, <laughs> Shut up, like, dude. yeah, no, literally, that's all it is on Guam, and that's usually how it is in the states. It's like super young kids who just like, I'm gonna learn melee, go on YouTube for 15 hours and learn everything about the game, and just bop people who played the game for like 20 years because you know, there's like, yeah, triple shine grab with no neutral. Yeah, that's that's the kid. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is, and that's the same thing that's gonna happen with, uh, well, hopefully not really for Dota, but it's just to have. People look at content like, "Oh, this anime is sick." Oh, this is Dota. Let me check it out. They need more avenues for that. They need, they need a mobile. They need a mobile game to like branch people into Dota the whole the like, yeah. They tried to do it with the card game. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. You know, auto chess. You know, but you know, hopefully, hopefully, the anime can get more involved. People involved with Dota because, yeah, I mean, it makes money, but it's really has it's become this sort of like stagnant esport. Yeah, it's super safe it's, to make an anime. Yeah, because the the guys playing Dota, if the anime bombs, they still got the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad they just need to expand that. that. Like, I'm yeah. glad they're just doing something. Like, yeah. oh man. Anyway, moving. It's on. hard. Yeah, Let's yeah. Move on moving on that. because Twitching Cyrus mentions Guilty Gear Strive. Oh, that's all Barry, dude. That's all Barry. So, you have, you have a trailer Stri- or something? Uh, something you want me to? Uh, well, actually, there's more of not so much a trailer, but literally all of Twitter, fighting game Twitter, has been blowing up over this game, mainly because Guilty Gear Strive is probably the first anime fighter, if not mainstream fighter. Street Fighter Five had rollback netcode, but it wasn't implemented correctly. 
this one seems to be more promising and robot netcode is obviously the most important type of netcode to have for fighting games melee has it and it's been doing great shouts to nintendo and um fightcade has it which is like an emulator that allows everyone to play like old classic games but with like rollback netcode so it's like imagine playing someone for if you live in this planet you can play someone who's on the other side of the planet and be fine so all of twitter has been kind of blowing up because japan has been playing people from east coast united states and being like wow i didn't know this was possible right despite rollback netcode being you know a thing that everyone's been doing for the past five years on indie mm-hmm. indie fighting games. But yeah, just having a, a mainstream fighter have this very important tool that can help fighting games become an eSport. Because the easy... Okay, we talked about Dota, right? Mm-hmm. Dota, League, all the, all the first-person shooters, what is their strongest... What is their strength is that their online multiplayer is super easy to get into... And you can actually play people regardless of your region because you have decent enough ping, you can play the game, right? Mm-hmm. And with fighting games, it's been such a hard sell for people to play multiplayer. And we're going to go back to Dota where like only people who play Dota are people who are good at Dota, right? The only people that play a certain fighting game, like, like for example, um, um, Tekken 7 right now. The only people who play Tekken 7 are people who are freaking good at that game. So it's really hard barrier or barrier of entry to get into an old fighting game or a fighting game that's happening that doesn't have good netcode because the only people who are good are the people who played offline. Mm-hmm. So there's this huge paradigm shift of having a, a good netcode being put into a fighting game that everyone can enjoy. And it looks beautiful. If you 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 got to look at the trailer. It's amazing. But yeah, just having Guilty Gear Strive have all of these things and the huge the huge like kicker is that it's finally from a Japanese developer. We all I talked about this in the vacuum of fighting games that were made in Japan. Mortal Kombat has been doing it for the past 5 years. A United a, a US developer had in rollback netcode and it's been playable for like the last 5 years. So finally having Japan get its foot out of its ass and finally implementing something that the West has been using for like the past God knows how long is actually a huge shift because all of these Japanese developers are realizing, holy shit, we can actually have playable fighting games online. And that's like, that's the huge, the huge issue that has been finally addressed with Guilty Gear Strive. And it's all like, I'm not even talking about the game. I haven't even talked about the game yet. It's the implication that they had with the rollback netcode. The game is, the game is ass. It's actually not that good. <laughs> you know? Wow, dude! You just you you built this entire infrastructure, and then you just you know it's like this yeah, is great. Then everyone the dressing yeah, on top is awful. It's because everyone's talking about the netcode, and then you see a little minority being like, "This is not Guilty Gear," and the lobbies are ass. But the netcode is great. <laughs> like people can uh. play. So it's it's funny to see that. But it's the it's like I said, it's a paradigm shift of the Japanese developers finally realizing. So with we this, can do yeah. rollback netcode. Yeah, with this, yeah, like we can finally do it. Better games will have netcode now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it, it happened recently. Tekken Seven finally put rollback netcode in there, not online. It's been kind of better, not the best, but still good. So finally progress. seeing that cool. happen. Yeah, progress has happened. Game is still kind of fucking, you know, kind of sus, but I'm still gonna play it. It's got it. Even though I say it's ass, it's not. It's 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 the kind of like I'm as a fighting gamer. Guilty Gear is, it's ass from that perspective. 
but I'm still going to play it as a new game, as a new title that is that has the connotations of Guilty Gear as only aesthetic and not mechanical, mm-hmm. if, you, if that makes sense. Like Definitely. But yeah, that's Guilty Gear Striving. The beta just came out today for people who pre-order. Tomorrow it's going to be out, out for everyone who didn't even pre-order, so I'm going to be playing that oh, and figuring nice. it out. So uh, what platforms do you know it's going to be like released on off, out the gate? All of them. So oh, okay. PS4 cool. or P- PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC, and cool, crossplay. Cool. Crossplay is available. Yeah, no, I, I hey, is it? In time for the I don't remember. I don't. I don't even know. But the can we just point out that it's so cool to see PS4, PS5, and just like simultaneous release because it's the same engine and the same architecture. So they can just be like, yeah, fuck it, we'll just downscale it and put it in PS4. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Cyberpunk. <laughs> you know. Oh my god. But yeah, that's Guilty Gear Strive. That's that's all I gotta talk about. It's it's just amazing to see finally Japan has seen the light of rollback netcode. Nice, nice. Yeah, that um we were supposed to end this with the Nintendo Direct, but we just we dove right into the beginning of the episode. But that it was the most recent thing, yeah, so was, yeah. I guess it makes sense. Yeah, that, that, that pretty much concludes the episode tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in. Wait, um, what? You totally skipped over my Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, mod he's got to talk oh, about so that. Oh, so sorry. That, sh- okay, that shit You were so... the one who even had the Google Doc. Oh, my God. It's I feel so, so controversial. We've been, we've been skipping around. You know what? Rob, go ahead. Go, oh. go ahead talk about it. Talk about it. Okay, so, so, well, okay. Uh, no worries. I'll, I'll try we'll to keep it. things brief. But it's like, it's so juicy, man. Okay, so when, when we were talking about... Um, you know, earlier about mods, at least for the new Kingdom Hearts uh, games that will eventually come down the line. Um, one of the biggest mods that have been in production for Fallout New Vegas, not by the company Bethesda or uh, Obsidian Games, um, who made New Vegas, but fans took it amongst themselves to make this brand new experience for Fallout players. I'm just going to pull up my notes here of some of the features that this would have. So it would have 15 hours of new story, fully voice acted, bug fixes, new quests. This new promised land in the wasteland was going to appear. You know, the fans were going to stick it to Bethesda and let them know that the fans can do what you can't. Then they released it. And uh, to start off with, you've got a ton of bugs. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of inconsistent voice acting and the writing being straight up terrible. Like, I watched videos, like hour-long videos dissecting what went wrong with this project from beginning to end. And I don't have that amount of time. So to summarize uh, some of the awful things that have happened, there was one guy on the team who was super good with like coding and stringing things together and making the mod work. But he demanded such a high amount of creative control, and that amount of creative control that he wanted was writing. Mm -hmm. And this guy was not a writer, (laughs) and was terrible at it. And he would not allow anyone to, like, touch his section of the mod. Um, Even for things like weapon balance changes, he would get really upset about things like that. Um, The other things that were wrong with the game itself is that uh, it was discovered that amongst the team of contributors and modders is a person who, on their free time, draws things of a pedophilic nature um, online. So when that news broke, uh, yeah, I can see your faces. It's all it's it's it gets it gets worse. People who were involved in the mod began to pull out. 
and when one person or voice actor or anything pull out, you have to like pull the content that they are associated with that. And so bits of the story are now being taken out. They got to redo the entire mods over again. And this is a project that has been in the years making for like, wait, seven years in the making. Seven years in the making to release to this. It's uh, it's wow, really it's unfortunate really, man, for... It sucks. Right? Uh, and you can't... I mean, yes, you could probably look at leadership and blame them for it. But the team lead pretty much delegated other people to like take care of their own content. Take care of your own mods. We'll worry about putting them together closer towards the end and just focus on bug fixes. So the guy had no idea all of this was going on. Um, eventually, the mod got taken off the uh, Nexus website and the Steam release that it was going to accompany with that uh, got pushed back. So now this is all just up in the air. This is why we should really appreciate developers. <laughs> yeah, there's Absolutely. a vision. There's a vision and a firm hand. Yeah, then there's like hierarchy and there's there's order and control and everyone has a say, but there's always been this hierarchy with developers and just have I mean, not to like not to like shit on these guys cuz this is their free time. They do it when mm. they can and this is a labor of love. But at the end of the day, you have to really consider that there needs to be some sort of law and order when it comes to developer cycles. Just because, you know, trusting people in their own department in their own mod just seems like a terrible idea because of exactly that reason. Someone can, re someone can put something in, in, in their part of the mod that is absolutely unrelated and could possibly be like totally terrible and contextually jarring compared to like the next part of the mod you know and it's right, it's, it's unfortunate uh, what, what was the phrase about too many cooks yeah there's too many hands cooks in the, in the kitchen or too many hands yeah too many hands in the pot, in the pot. Mm -hmm. yeah and you know it's unfortunate seven years in the making and it's 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 straight up booty butt cheeks is just it sucks but i mean that's why we really have to appreciate developers who can just push stuff out like that like, people give Bethesda shit all the time, like Fallout 76, but you gotta consider, like, they actually put a game out that actually works, you know? That actually can function, that actually has a story, and, or, and like, doesn't have insanely offensive uh, content in it, outside of just the bugs, which is very offensive, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> it's a feature. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Rob, it's is, unfortunate. Uh, do you have anything else to say? <laughs> That that closes it out, man. Like, if you want to dive deeper into this, we're we're scratching the surface of this this garbage pile. So, if you want to find more, there is certainly more. All you have to do is just type in Fallout New Vegas: The Frontier and just enjoy yourself. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a yikes. Speaking of yeah. enjoying yourselves, I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. Uh, thank you for uh, sticking by with us for this uh, past hour. Um, that. That about concludes our episode, unless I'm missing something. No, uh, I think we're, we're good. good. I think it looks good. Yeah, yeah, no, it looks, yeah good. It looks good. Go, you're striving, Nintendo Direct. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Um, we will see you again in two weeks, and I yep. promise yes. I will get these. Uh, I'll get these two episodes out onto uh, Spotify and all the podcasts on networks as soon as I can. I've been uh pretty lazy with that, and I'm sorry. Uh, 
Thank you, not Nuga Jr. Uh, thank you, Volk Vulcan Mantis. Thank you, Jared. We'll talk about Valheim next week or next next episode. Okay. March fourth. We'll see you all March fourth. March fourth. March fourth. Okay. Bye. GG.